Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us from Louise, who has asked us to talk about breakfast foods. That is a change of pace. It really is. And we say first question optimistically because while we both love breakfast food and we could theoretically talk for an hour and 15 minutes about breakfast foods, we're going to try and limit ourselves to about a half hour so we can actually get to a second question today. Well, that, and to be perfectly honest, I'm not a big breakfast guy, but I like breakfast food. Fair. Okay. Like, I can't... I'm one of those people who can't really eat in the morning. Right. Like, I can, but I kind of feel sick afterwards. Mm -hmm, So I mm -hmm. basically, my breakfast is one of three things. I either have cereal, I have oatmeal, or I'll have a peanut butter and banana sandwich. So, break time? That's that's our talk on breakfast foods, and now we just move on to the next one. <laughs> this a is peanut- an episode 100. We're not that's- doing 12 topics. <laughs> oh my god, that was that one was so fun. Are we doing that for 200 again? Uh, leave that up to the listeners. If that's what they'd like right. us to do again, sure. If they ask for a clip show, uh, they know where they can go. <laughs> I am Fair not, enough. I am not. Unless they send me the clips... Then I'll put it together, but I am not going through 200 episodes of podcast to find the best bits and bloopers and stuff. Oh, sweet Jeebus, no. Also, no. I feel like 200 is going to be our, like, it comes right around New Year's, so it may just end up being, like, a year in review or movies we're most excited for. It's going to be somewhere around there, I think, so yeah, maybe just after. But anyway, that's that's for future Sauna Dave to worry about. Yeah. Suck it, so future you'll jerks. Have a- <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you'll have a peanut butter and banana sandwich for breakfast? Yeah. Interesting. I literally had that as part of my lunch today. I will also occasionally eat them for lunch because peanut butter and banana sandwiches are amazing. Yeah. I don't rem- remember when we did our top, when we did our sandwich podcast. It might be in the last Lost Podcasts, but peanut butter and banana is easily in my top five sandwiches. If I remember right, it was. I think so. Um, but yes, I peanut butter banana. There's something so simple and delicious about it. Well, and it's for a breakfast, especially for me, considering I am able to eat it without feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. I get fruit, I get protein, and I get a bread, like right. a grain. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to pass that up for me. Sure. Uh, oh, good lord, Dave! It's it's episode twenty eight. Our last time we talked about sandwiches, episode twenty eight. Oh. So, definitely in the Lost Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Well, if anybody wants us to do an entire podcast on, well, half podcast on sandwiches, let us know, and we will revisit that one. Do you honestly think that we wouldn't be able to talk for an hour on sandwiches? Again, I'm just trying to be optimistic and try and cram two topics in together, so. Because we're starting to get a list that's too long. Yes! My God, if we get to our second one, which we should, it it was one that came from way back, like when we were still almost inventing our own people and our own questions. So yeah, that's how long this one's been around. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, peanut butter and banana. Sandwich. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I was. I was just trying to think. I was like, how? Do, where did we get to that? So it will you have? To- will it be toasted or will it be just standard out of the bag bread? A dealer's choice. Interesting. Some some days are toasted, some days aren't. 
I don't know if I've ever had just a, a plain untoasted sandwich for breakfast. I will, it just seems wrong to have a sandwich for breakfast, even though it, it totally isn't because. But you could just, well, if you think about it, you could also have peanut butter toast and a banana, like toast with peanut butter and some fruit, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So oh, this just absolutely. cuts out the middle plate. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't know why I'm so reticent to not have just a standard sandwich. But if I'm having one, I have to toast it in the morning. But like this afternoon when I had lunch, it wasn't a toasted sandwich. It was just a regular one because that made more sense. I don't know why I'm really dwelling on this. <laughs> because this is a topic that we've been sitting on for so long that you've been stewing on this for 180 weeks. I do. Oh, my God. I do love breakfast. Now, I used to be like you. I used to not really be able to eat breakfast in the morning. Right. It would be one of those things where I would I would get up and you just I wasn't hungry and it just the idea of eating something as soon as you wake up was really unappetizing. Yeah. And you just like it you almost felt full when you woke up, so you don't have that burning need to eat something. Yep. But when I started doing house renovations about a decade ago, I re-taught myself to eat breakfast just because I needed that energy in the morning. Oh, that's fair. When you're working with tools and and building and, and like, real manual labor, it was a necessity to have that energy first thing in the morning. Otherwise, because there would be the odd morning where I would skip it or I would get up late or I'd have been up late the night before, so I, I wanted as much sleep as I could. And so I would skip breakfast the next morning. And I there was a noticeable difference between the days where I ate breakfast and the days where I didn't. That's fair. Well, yeah. like, to be to be fair, I do eat a breakfast, but it's always small. It's always light. Sure. And then usually I'm like, okay, I want lunch two to three hours later. Right. So, and I can't, I could not eat when I first get up. That's a definite no. But a couple hours later, it's just like, yeah, I'll have a peanut butter banana sandwich, small bowl of oatmeal with a yeah. little bit of maple syrup in it because Canada. Sure. And then, yeah. So you'll have it, you'll eat as soon as you get up. It'll be, you'll wake up a couple hours later, you'll go and you'll have breakfast. And then a couple hours after that, you'll have lunch. Right. Interesting. I used to be like that. Even when I worked at Lunchbox, it would kind of be like, get up and get ready for work, go to work, and then I would get my breakfast there. So whether it was a uh, bacon and egg sandwich from the little deli across the way or some oatmeal or granola and yogurt or something that I would get at Starbucks or wherever, I would eat my breakfast at work. Sure. Whereas now I find that when I – there's fewer places to get breakfast on campus, particularly right now because a lot of things are closed. Because it's mm, summer, mm. and so there's not a lot of, uh, not all the the places in the students' union are open, and the Starbucks right by my office isn't open, and the the Tim Hortons has awful coffee because it's Tim Hortons, but they also don't have breakfast sandwiches. It's just, the one closest to my office doesn't have breakfast sandwiches; they just have um, coffee, coffee and croissants and donuts. So really, I could get a croissant, but that's not enough to fill me up. That's true. Yeah. So in the morning, I found that. You know, I'll get up to, to go to work and then I will make my lunch and then I'll eat breakfast just before I leave. So I'm eating 45 minutes after I wake up. Okay. Well, that's still not too bad. No, but it's close enough that I just, I'm not starving for two hours before I, before I finally eat something, you know? And a lot of it is because I'm having coffee in the morning and I don't want to have just nothing in my system except coffee, which I also used to do and is 
terrible for you. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Coffee is not a breakfast food. No, it goes with breakfast. And actually, I will eat breakfast at home, and then the only thing I will buy on campus, because I'll make my lunch at at home as well, so the only thing I'll buy on campus is a cup of coffee. So, you know, I'm, I'm spending two bucks on coffee instead of seven eight nine bucks on breakfast and then or you know like six bucks on breakfast and then anywhere between seven and ten dollars on lunch so i'm i'm going from spending nearly 20 bucks a day to two dollars a day on on coffee so it's right. a i'm doing it partially because there's more versatility at at home but also because it's saving me money and i'm actually trying to be an adult here so Although at the same time, once everything's open in the student union, there will be those days where you're like, yeah, I'm going to just go over there. Absolutely. And that's the way it goes. But it's just, if I can get myself into the habit of eating breakfast here, then hopefully the days that I go to get breakfast on campus are more infrequent, you know? So it's like, I would rather spend less money on campus, which means that I'm saving more money. And then that way I'm also, like, it's it's more of a, of a treat to myself than it is an everyday occurrence. Now, have you considered getting a mini fridge for your office? I have, actually. Partially because it's not too big a deal, but every now and then I'll bring a sandwich that has mayonnaise on it. And, like, I don't really care if the mayonnaise sits out. When I was growing up, we'd always have mayonnaise that was room temperature because we didn't have a fridge anywhere in junior high or high school. But... right. If I could have a little fridge in my office that I could keep my lunch in, that would be great. And then I could keep other things in there as well. Well, my first thought, obviously, is office ham. (laughs) Obviously. Well, because you said that there were croissants and donuts. If you buy yourself a croissant, have a little bit of that office ham. Yeah, I could also just get croissants from, you know, Safeway and have a croissant at home. Well, you could, but then you don't need a mini fridge. That's true. Well, then where's the fun? And I actually did get rid of a mini fridge when I moved. I didn't think Why? about one. Well, because I had two. And so I have one. And the other one was in my garage. And I don't know if it was still working. I don't know why it was in my garage. Uh, but also, gotcha. it was just one more thing I would have had to have moved. So it's just like, whatever, I'll get rid of this. I didn't think about an office mini fridge. That's for sure. Well, because then you could have cold drinks in your office. You could have your office yep. ham. If you yep. wanted to, if you made a chicken at home, you could build, bring some cold chicken. That is right? true. Yeah, well, that's that's something for, for me to think about, for sure. Have you ever been one of those people that could, for breakfast, grab just a pile of leftovers? Um, Depends on the leftovers. I was going to say, when I was saying that sandwiches don't, make, don't seem to me like a, a real breakfast item, I eat cold pizza for breakfast all the time. There you go. So cold pizza as a breakfast is one of the best things ever, especially like maybe not all pizzas because there are some where it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to eat like a buttered chicken pizza for, for breakfast. Oh, but, weird. Yeah, right? But like a ham and pineapple, it's, I mean, it's fruit oh. and it's ham. It's two things that one would eat at a Sunday brunch. So, yeah. And again, office ham. <laughs> I know. As soon as I, as soon as I thought about, as soon as I said ham, I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna bring it back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going in the show notes, like it, it's happening. Excellent. But yeah, cold pizza for breakfast isn't too bad. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't necessarily eat a lot of leftovers for breakfast. 
maybe depending on what it was like if it was like i feel like i know we've talked about pierogies and sausage as a as a meal before and yep. i could see that being a decent little breakfast like it's very kind of a country style breakfast breakfast sausage and potato basically right? yeah like exactly. you're looking at hash browns and sausage essentially mm-hmm. but pierogies has just got maybe some cottage cheese maybe some sour cream in it but yeah that's and not the bad. no and i mean Cottage cheese and sour cream are both things that one could eat with breakfast things too, right? So yeah, exactly. It's not it's not totally out of the realm of possibilities. It's just a lot of the things that I would eat are don't necessarily scream breakfast to me. Although as I say this, I just thought about steak and eggs, uh-huh. and I don't often order steak and eggs because to me steak seems like a supper. It seems like a, a dinner meal. Sure, but I have yeah. had steak and eggs, and it is delicious. It's a great combination. There are those days where you know if you're going to have a real heavy morning. Mm-hmm. And not like sad heavy. I'm not encouraging but just that. A, no, but a busy day like hauling or stuff. Yeah, or exactly. You're looking at a late lunch and you're yeah. going to be moving or whatever. Steak and eggs. It's pretty good. Not a bad combination for sure. Yeah. It's just these are very non-typical breakfasts in my in my opinion. Like I know that you can get them on a lot of uh, restaurant menus and stuff like that, but it, it oh, just yeah. seems so. They're not. They're not the ones that you immediately think of. Eggs, obviously, excuse me, are. But the steak, it just seems it's a little odd. Whereas you know, bacon and eggs is just it rolls off the tongue so well because. Yep, bacon, eggs, toast, right? Right, exactly. Maybe hash browns. Although I don't necessarily need hash browns. It depends on the hash browns, and it depends on the day. Yeah. But, if I'm not going to eat my full breakfast, the hash browns are usually what I'm going to leave behind. And I will have some. I just may not necessarily eat all the hash browns. Well, and some places just give you so many hash browns. Right? I exactly. I don't need a third or a half of my plate to be potato when I've also got toast, four pieces, hopefully yeah. thick cut. Yeah. Four slices of bacon or no, maybe a lucky. slab of ham because yeah. ham for breakfast, ham and eggs, also delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the thing is potatoes are cheap filler. Yeah. It's cheap for the restaurant and it fills you up really quickly. But when I'm going for brunch and I order bacon and eggs, I don't want two strips of bacon. I want a good chunk of bacon. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating. There was there was one day um, Shannon and some of her friends and I went out for brunch and the place we went is kind of a new age brunchy lunch place and... It was like pulling teeth trying to get anything that was just standard brunch fare. And I understand that people are trying to modernize food and you're trying to make your own flair to it. But I also really just like bacon and eggs. And when I go for lunch, that's all I want. I don't care if it has – I don't I'm, I don't care about avocado toast. I don't care about – I don't even know what else. But like just the <laughs> – I'm trying to think of all the other things that are really popular right now. I'm just like I just want – Bacon, eggs, and toast. And I want a decent amount of them. And so we ordered... Everything that we ordered did not have bacon. Like, none of it came with bacon, but you could get a side of bacon. And so we got a side of bacon, and I think it came with three strips of bacon on the plate for about four fifty. Oof. Yeah. So I don't care if I have to order a side of bacon, but if I do, and you're going to put three strips of bacon on there it better not be almost five bucks for that bacon that's absurd that's well if it's over a dollar per slice of bacon that is insane right exactly 
Because I know bacon's I can go to not the butcher cheap. shop. But yeah, but I could go to the butcher shop, and for ten bucks, I'm getting enough bacon for probably three to four breakfasts. Exactly. And that's thick cut, hickory smoked, mm-hmm. real bacon. Yeah. So. And and that's exactly it. Like, if I'm cooking brunch for two people, I will cook half a slab of bacon because. Like from a you know a Safeway package, but Schneider's pack. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. But that is a good amount of bacon for two people, and I still have a second pack or a second half for the next time I want to cook brunch. So you can get a lot of bacon for what did you say, like eight bucks or something like that? About I paid about nine ten dollars to get sure. a healthy amount of bacon. Yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't be charging somebody five bucks for three slices of bacon. Was it at least Ugh. good bacon? Like, was it a thick I, cut? No, I think it was like the really thin, frilly type, like, delicate, delicacy type bacon. You know, the stuff where it's just like, oh, we cooked it. It's it's razor thin, so you really get the flavor out of it. I'm like, no, I want the thick stuff, so you almost need to chew it, like, grab it like a piece of beef jerky and rip it off because it's so thick. That's the sort of bacon I want. You would think that if like, if it is a, as you put it, new age place that has avocado toast, you would think that they would have like a fancy bacon or that they would do something weird. Like th- we have turkey bacon. It's like, yeah, we don't have bacon, yeah, no. but you can get turkey bacon, which by the I way is delicious. What, it is delicious as, I mean, I, I prefer pork bacon, but sure. as a substitute to pork, turkey bacon is actually pretty good. It's real tasty. Yeah. Have you had beef bacon? No. It's quite good. I believe it would be. I mean, there are very few beef meals that I've ever had that I haven't enjoyed because I just tend to enjoy beef. So I just, it's a, it's not one that one often, it's not a a thing that one often gets is beef bacon because pork and turkey are kind of the two front runners as far as bacon goes. Yeah. uh, The the way I get it is it comes directly from the local Hutterites. Okay. And it literally one slice, maybe two. And it is that slice size does not fit in any frying pan I own. And it is probably the equivalent of about eight slices of bacon. It is really amazing. <laughs> My goodness, that but, sounds fantastic. But you have to drain some of the fat off because it's way fattier than pork bacon. Also, just because of the size, like you right. will get a solid inch of beef fat on the bottom. So if you're needing to make oh. some like beef fat potatoes or you're looking to do something weird with beef fat, that's a good way to sure. get some. But Okay, good to know for all those times I need beef fat, but Well yeah. Never uh, know. Yeah, no, totally. That's that's interesting. I've never I've never had it, but would be intrigued to try it. Well you'll have to keep an eye out. Because yeah, I I'm know sure there that... are a few good Hutterite farms that supply down around Lethbridge too. So. Well, and that's the thing, right? I was just thinking there's there's definitely some some Hutterite colonies around here. So yeah. uh, I should keep my eye out for farmers markets and see if I can find any there. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Okay, so bacon, ham, or sausage? Which of those three? We've talked about th- all three of them today. Those are kind of the three breakfast meats that are the most popular which one are you gonna go to if you had to only pick one for the rest of your life bacon ham or sausage what would it be sausage and what it yeah and i'm not talking about like you could have ham for supper sort of thing like you could we could bend the rules that way but like as far as breakfast meats you would go sausage yeah why 
uh, because it can be made from practically any animal. Uh, it's a lot more diverse in flavor profiles possible than bacon or ham, and it can be way less salty. Also, the buckwheat blessing is one of my all-time like top three breakfasts. Is that a Cora? Is that one of the Cora? That's the Cora. That's a Cora breakfast where it's buckwheat crepes wrapped around sausages covered in a white Quebec cheddar cheese served with a mound of fruit. Interesting. Which I obviously drowned the buckwheat blessings in maple syrup because Canada. Sure. See, and I'm glad you kind of went to the to the crepe thing because that was going to be my next uh, channel of conversation, I guess, or next area of conversation. But I, screw it, I'm starting to talk about it right now. So, crepes, okay. like, sweet or savory? You're a savory guy? Yeah, probably. Interesting. See, because part of me, part of the thing I love about breakfast is, I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, I love bacon and eggs, and so bacon, eggs, yep. and sausage, or bacon, eggs, and and uh, hash browns and toast, great meal. And then you can go to, there's some places... I can't remember where it is. It might be Denny's, but there's some somewhere that has the lumberjack breakfast. So it's uh, eggs and hash browns and toast and ham, bacon, or like it's two of the three, ham, bacon, and sausage. Yeah. And I love those ones because I like having more meat. But when I go to sure. somewhere like Cora, which is, I don't, it's it's a Canadian restaurant. I think it started off in, in Quebec it did, and it's yeah. made its way down or out west. Basically, it's a it's a place that they specialize in in crepes, which is fantastic. So you can get various types of crepes. And when I go, I I'm obviously they have other breakfasts as well, but oh, yeah. crepes is kind of their specialty. When I go, I tend to go with the sweet crepes instead of the savory because I really like having fruit with my breakfast. And so for me, if I can get strawberries or uh, raspberries on occasion or bananas with my breakfast i tend to go that direction especially strawberries because i really apparently like them but you can also get a little bit you know you get the the whipped cream with them or the maple syrup or what have you and i know that you you can put your maple syrup on your sausage and your savory one sure do delicious like the quebecois get it right when it comes to maple syrup it's just like oh this is a meal put maple syrup on it yep. literally anything it's just like yep we're gonna add maple syrup to that you wouldn't think that sausage cheddar and maple syrup would be delicious but it's oh, amazing god like, it sounds it, terrific it's so good it's yeah so good. and like i get what you're saying about having wanting sweet with crepe uh mm-hmm. if i was just to get crepes because not buckwheat crepes with the sausage and cheese, but if I was just to get crepe, I would probably be the same. I'd go raspberry if I can get it, blackberry if I could get it. Right. But as you can tell, my f- fruit tastes are trending a little more sour than right. the super sweet stuff. So, mm-hmm. but then again, yeah. what am I going to do when I'm eating it? I am going to cover it in maple syrup because Canada. So, <laughs> office ham and because Canada. I was just going to say the, the same theme. thing. Yeah, those are the show notes today. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Or crepes? Crepes. Cre- if crepes, okay. if, if they're in- included. But if we're going just pancakes or waffles, I'm going pancakes. If we're really? going, If we're adding French toast into that, French toast always mm. wins. Always. Over any of them? Yes. Interesting. Ex- I like I'd, French toast. There'd be an argument for me with, between crepes and French toast. Hmm. 
Okay. Depending on what's in the crepe and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, waffles, pancakes, French toast, it's it's French toast, then pancake, then waffle. Really? Pancakes yep. are my last. Why? Are, why? Really? Yeah. Waffles, I, I love waffles because it's hard to screw up a waffle. And I find that pancakes are really easy to screw up. Just in the sense that oh, okay. waffles can be like... Waffles are made to be crispy. That's kind of the way it goes. Whereas I find pancakes, some restaurants can undercook them. And I mean, they're obviously not raw, but they just don't, they're not fluffy enough for me. And I just feel like you get too many pancakes. I guess at the same time. Oh, I, no, I'd never get too oh, really? many pancakes. I no. guess my problem, and it's, it's not just with pancakes, it's awful. It's awful. Also with waffles, that's what I was going to try and say there, is when you order. When I order a waffle, nine times out of ten, I also have to order a side of bacon. Waffles are one of the things, and I find the same with pancakes, is that waffles come just as the waffles. And it's like, but I don't have anywhere else to go as far as what I'm eating. I need something else. Like, part of the fun of the fun, part of the the pleasure of eating is actually being able to eat a couple bites of this one thing and then a couple bites of this other thing so that the flavors so that you get new flavors and your taste buds don't get bored. Sure. Whereas I find that by the end of pancakes, I will eat all the pancakes, but but by the time I'm done with them, I'm done with them. I'm just, I'm bored of pancakes. There's just, there's, they just make too many. And so I don't want to eat anymore. What are you putting on your pancakes? Depends, depends on the pancakes order, like maple syrup and butter or fruit or what have you. Like, it's just, I just think there's too many. I think that's my problem. Well, that's what I mean. Like, why don't you switch up what's on the pancakes? So a couple pancakes are buttered and have a little bit of maple syrup, then a few of them are covered in raspberries and strawberries. Well, but it depends on if you get raspberries and strawberries with your with your pancakes. Like, if you if you go to some places oh, if and we're... it's just you just get pancakes, then okay, well, I guess I'll put syrup on them or jam. Uh, yeah, you could. They always have jam on tables. Yeah. So then you got strawberry jam on there to switch it up a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit of that because they all have that grape jelly too. Grape jelly on pancakes, surprisingly good. Yeah, actually, peanut butter on pancakes is pretty good too. Yes, it is. I mean, there's a lot of things that peanut butter goes with, surprisingly, like grilled yeah. cheese sandwiches. Oh, have you ever thought about having one of those for breakfast? No, a peanut butter and grilled cheese sandwich. No, I've had grilled cheese sandwiches for breakfast, but I've never thought about. Getting a adding some peanut butter to that, which is silly because a peanut butter and grilled cheese sandwich is one of the best inventions you guys ever made. Oh yeah, that it's you were talking about top five sandwiches. That is probably in my top five sandwiches. <laughs> I love and I say those. you guys because I wasn't. I think you and Derek invented that one before I lived with you for that summer. Like the three of us invented some pretty sweet meals that summer, but that one oh, was yeah. before I got there. Yeah. But you guys told me about it, so I tried it, and it's just like, oh, damn, this is real good. And now good. we all continue to eat them. When was the last time you had one? Oh, it's been a long time. Might be time. Yeah, I think so. Did you guys use cheddar cheese or just, like, cheese slices? Uh, at the time, I think it was just cheese slices. Mm-hmm. But since, I have made them with cheddar, brie, Swiss, Gruyere, and one more. Interesting. And they're, all, and they're all good. Oh, yeah. They're all good. Hmm. I like all of them except for Swiss, but I just have a hate relationship with Swiss cheese. No. Everything else. I mean, cheddar is such a good 
uh, grilled cheese sandwich cheese anyway. Yeah. It's just so simple and easy that you get the, the sharpness of the cheddar with kind of the salty sweet with the, the peanut butter. Whew, it is it is a great combination. If anybody listening has never heard us talk about peanut butter and grilled cheese sandwiches, give it a shot and let us know what you It think. is literally make a grilled cheese sandwich but put peanut butter on the inside of the bread. Yeah. It's, it, it's not more complicated than that. Also, and I will point this out, as I know that you obviously haven't tried it, brie, amazing. Well, that makes sense. I mean, peanut butter and apple is a great combination, but so is brie and apple. So you would think that yep. peanut butter and brie, and then if you put a little bit of apple in there, probably amazing. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, if a restaurant had that as like one of their breakfast specials, that I can get behind. But there's just too many, I mean... I don't even mind that you have really fancy breakfasts as an option, but give me something basic in case I go there and just like, literally, I was told we're going for brunch and all I want is bacon and eggs. Give me a bacon and eggs option. I think that's my biggest issue is they're trying so hard to be fancy that they've just completely ruled out anything that's quote unquote commonplace. And that bothers me a little bit because sometimes I just want a simple commonplace breakfast. I'm trying to think if we missed anything. Oh, oh. We half mentioned French mm-hmm. toast, but we didn't mention cinnamon bun French toast. Okay, well, and that's the thing, because we, we brought up French toast, but there's also stuffed French toast, which kind of has like a cream uh-huh. cheese, whatever, like a cream cheese icing, or it can be just cream cheese with fruit, which is delicious. Cinnamon. I've also had one that was made to be ham and cheese. Oh, interesting. I know office ham, bringing sure. it back, but it was literally... French toast that had like shredded ham, okay, yeah, you know, like actual yeah. ham but shredded, and then I probably Swiss cheese. I think it was a ham and Swiss French toast. But so basically, it's like a a ham and cheese sandwich, except instead of regular rye bread or something, it's it's French stuffed toast. into French toast. Interesting. Yeah. That does sound. It was delicious. so good. Did you say cinnamon roll French toast? Oh yeah, yeah, cinnamon yeah. bun French toast. That does sound delicious. I've never had that. And the one that I would like to try is uh, banana bread French toast. Ooh, that's probably really right? good. Yeah. Well, and you don't need a lot of it because banana bread is so dense that you would only need a couple slices, and it would be delicious. Yeah. Especially if it was chocolate banana bread because then you get that little bit of chocolate in there. Yeah. Not too Damn much it. chocolate, I'm... though. No, no, no. Just a couple little chocolate chips. Like, you know, yeah. your standard banana loaf. But, well, your standard one has no chocolate chips, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I have had banana bread where it's, you get a couple – in every slice you get a couple pieces of chocolate chip and it's like this is the perfect amount of chocolate chips. Well, and that, that brings me back the... to pancakes again though because you could do chocolate chip pancakes. You could bake yeah, you the fruit. You could do chocolate chip waffles too. You could. Makes it really hard to clean the waffle iron though. Yeah, whatever. I've 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 been experimenting with my waffles and I think it's just – I, I guess I like crispier than I like the fluffiness. I think that's why I go to the waffles is because they're a little crispier and a little like, I don't know. There's You're not the only one who says pancakes over waffles. And maybe it's just a family thing. But I know everybody in my immediate family, I, I think, I'm putting words in their mouths. But I'm 99% sure that if if I asked them, they would pick waffles over pancakes. So maybe it's just a weird Smith yeah, thing. Fair. but. Yeah, I just I find I think I like the crispiness over the the fluffiness. But yeah, I've experimented with my with my waffle maker. I actually did um, cherry waffles the other day, which was pretty tasty. 
yeah, I've done Toblerone waffles. And Ooh. yes, it, it is a little tricky to clean out the, the waffle iron, but it's also like my waffle iron is pretty good. And right now it's still stick free. So, you know, there's th- that helps a little bit, but I also just kind of let it, I'll, I'll keep it plugged in for a couple minutes and just try and let that stuff bake off as much as I can. But uh, now have you made hair of the dog waffles yet? No. What are hair of the dog waffles? Uh, well, they obviously have a little bit of jack in the batter. That uh, that's an interesting. It's just waffles. That's with jack literally in them? it. There's there's no more to it. Huh. <laughs> interesting. Would the alcohol yeah. not just burn off though? Uh, well, it's in the batter, right? Right. So when you're mixing the wet batter, some of the water is then replaced with jack. Right. Interesting. So it a little bit, but you do get. First of all, your house smells amazing or terrible, depending on who you have coming over. <laughs> and and second of all, they're pretty good. Huh. Never add Jack Daniels to an omelet, though. Yeah, no. That is I, a terrible idea. I remember idea. you guys talking about that one. I wasn't upset that I missed that one. You guys, yeah. you guys did a lot with Jack, because um, you guys did the Jack Daniels chicken, too. Uh, essentially, it was there were bottles in the house. Mm-hmm. And nobody really wants to just sit and drink Jack Daniels. No. So use it for cooking. Fair. And yes, we did do. Although there was that one time, I seem to remember you asking us to go to a bar. And we were yeah. like, sorry, Dave, we're too drunk. We just ate chicken. Yeah, that was the Jack Daniels chicken night. And yeah. I can't remember what the night was, but I was like, you guys are dicks. <sighs> it might have uh, just been were... a ran- random night. I think you had rehearsal. And the rest of all of the rest of us didn't, because that was during the school year. Yeah, it definitely was. So you were you got out, for. huh? But yeah, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting night to say the least. And yeah, I texted well, you guys like we're not coming. We're we ate chicken. We're drunk. I was like, what? Oh yeah, we had <laughs> we had Jack Daniel's chicken. Oh okay. Well, that's, it was surprisingly good. Well, it was also because the apples soaked it up. So you have some right. of the apples, and it's literally roasted apples roasted in essentially Jack Daniels and chicken fat. Yeah, that does which sound is as delicious. Good as it sounds. Yeah. We haven't talked, and we are going to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked cereal at all, but if I remember right, didn't we do a breakfast cereal podcast? I think we did. So, yeah. so refer to I don't that. know if that's a I don't know if that's a lost podcast or a new one, but. We could literally do an entire half hour, 40 minutes on cereal. So that's why we didn't really dwell on that one. But we haven't talked omelets yet, and we should before we go. Okay. Are you not an omelet person? Is that why it's... I mean, it's it's not it's not my go-to. I do enjoy them. When I would go... The Lazy Loaf makes unbelievable omelets. Yes. And uh, when I was... When I was eating breakfast there on a regular basis you just have to kind of go through everything because you don't want what you're eating to get stagnant right and so i would i would mix it up and yeah their omelets are so good and i do love me some omelets i just it's not something i make at home on a regular basis but i do love omelets if i do it's more of a lunch but i do consider it a breakfast food which is why i figure bringing it up is a good idea well it it is a breakfast food because well, you could have eggs with lunch, and you can have eggs with supper. Like, I know people will put fried eggs on a hamburger and stuff like that. Eggs yep. are so synonymous with breakfast or exactly. brunch that that omelets just make sense as a breakfast food. 
I just, if I'm cooking eggs, especially if I'm in a rush, like, um, let's take a little bit more time. Whereas, yeah, like, and a scra- bit of finesse too. Exactly. Whereas scrambled eggs is just whip them all up in a measuring cup and add the ingredients all together and then just toss it in the frying pan and cook it until it's done. Whereas yeah. omelets, there's a little bit more work to it. So um, they are delicious, and I do love omelets. It's just I don't go to them that often. When I was growing up, I didn't think I was going to like omelets because my mom and dad kept putting mushrooms in their omelets, and mushrooms are revolting. Uh, but to you. I know. I'm getting better with them, but mushrooms are revolting to me. And so I didn't realize that, you know, because I was five years old and naive, I was like, oh, well, omelets have mushrooms? Why would I eat an omelet? And then realize that you didn't have to put mushrooms and omelets and that was a game changer as soon as i was like oh i could put literally whatever the hell i want in an omelet okay yeah yeah this santa is fe style omelet mm. yeah when yeah. you're feeling something a little spicy for a brunch santa fe omelets are delicious well yeah and i mean anything that is a vessel for cheese and ham for me to get into is pretty great so an omelet sure why not yeah so a vessel for something that would let you get into ham is a good idea <laughs> yes like a fridge in my office the second half of this podcast. Unless you had something else you want to say. No, no, I figured that's where you're going with this. Perfect. The second half of our podcast is brought to you by Hydrovented Biochemicals Incorporated. Hydrovented Biochemicals provide amalgamated business solutions for the future happiness of mankind. Their latest development, Recessilated Pork-Like Meatworks, provides meat-like textures to your latest chemical compounds. Making a new lotion? Why not have it feel like fluid bacon? That's Hydrovented Biochemicals Incorporated. We put the friend into biochemical friend solutions. And we're back. Today's second question comes to us from Matt, who has asked us to talk about Sunday comics. Yeah. So this is that literally... so well with breakfast. Right? That's what we thought. So that's why we were waiting this long to do it, Matt. Not because it just took us <clears throat> two years to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we kept getting distracted by by the Luke Cages and the, the Wonder Womans and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So So we just needed the right time to do it, and clearly... August 2017 was the right time to do it. Booyah. So you're welcome. Hopefully you're still listening to our podcast after two years. And if not, hey, everybody else gets to enjoy us talking about comics. So Exactly. And the type so, of comics that you know. There's, there's also that. Yes, exactly. So we are going to do it just because we could have done just a conversation about Sean and me talking about our favorite comics right which we will probably get to in a bit but we also thought that we could maybe mix it up and so sean googled what did you just googled sunday comics i just i googled sunday comics and i came across okay a list done by complex.com of the top 25 sunday comics of all time so what we decided to do was what we always like doing on shows like this and that is, we have a list of things, and my co-host is going to try and guess some stuff. But instead mm-hmm. of us lingering here and seeing if Dave can figure out all 25 when I haven't even heard of some of these, seemed mm-hmm. like it would be a, a chore to listen to. Yeah. We are going to give Dave 10 guesses. If you're going for the top 10, I think you need a couple more than that. So we're going to give Dave 12 guesses. Okay. A top ten of the guys from Variety. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah. 
So uh, the guy's from 10, which is 12, so you get 12 guesses to try and get the top 10 comic strips according to this list. And I feel, based on what I've seen, that uh, while I don't know a few of them, and I disagree with a few being higher than others, it's a very solid list, so okay. I feel good about this one, okay. as opposed to this is just like, I don't know, they... They have the Rex Morgan MD as number one. I, but she's like, the cure it, for yeah. the morning blues. Yeah. Uh, now, anyway. So the guys from 10 is actually 12. Is that what you're saying? Right. So. Because whenever we do a top 10, yeah. we always do a top 12 with two honorable mentions. So I'm giving you 12 guesses to get 10 comic strips. Yeah, but basically my point is a guy's from. Top 10 is like a baker's dozen. You get more than just your standard dozen. Or you get yeah. more than just a 10. You get you get the guys from 10. Yep. I like it. Okay, so I get a guys from 10 amount of guesses. Oh, on. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a guys from 10. Okay. A deck of guys from? <laughs> is that right? Deca? Uh, yeah, decathlon is 10 events. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so it's a deck of guys from. Perfect. And guesses. Okay. Excellent. I get a deck of guys from in guesses. Right. Have you heard of all the comics in the top ten? Um. Because I feel like that will really inhibit my guessing. No, I have not heard of one of the top ten. Okay. And that okay, is okay. Well, that's 10. not too bad. Okay. That could just be me. Sure, but. Oh, it's because it's the newest one on the list. This one started publishing in 2006. Oh, God. So I, like, yeah. I, All right. That's the newest one? That That is the newest one, okay. as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, but I didn't look that hard. That's fair. That that doesn't really matter. But you've heard, you've heard of all the others? In the top ten? Yes. Okay, cool. There's now, some, there are some really low that I'm like, I have no idea. Sure. Uh, okay. But when when but, we're yeah. done, will you rattle off the rest of the twenty five so we can all hear it? Oh yeah. Okay, definitely. Great. great. Okay. So I guess I'm just starting to guess now. Yes. Guess number one. Okay. Calvin and Hobbes. That's number one. Okay. That that makes the most amount of sense. If anything was ahead of Calvin and Hobbes, I would have had a real hard time with that. But well, the only thing that I I'm not going to spoil anything. Peanuts. Uh, that is number three. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I feel like that one could have taken taken the place of uh, of Calvin Hobbes with good reason. I could understand that, but um, I could also understand the one you're missing in the top three. That and, far side. Yes. Okay. And that is like, yeah. and that's also why I was okay with using this list because that's the top three. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, okay, fine. That is a very acceptable top three like, say what you will about peanuts maybe it's not your bag strong christian overtones but there's a robot chicken reference for us because we haven't hit a simpsons <laughs> yet sure we did i just said that rex morgan was the case for the morning blues. that's true yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean peanuts are not necessarily my go-to comic they they were okay but they were an institution yeah and Snoopy's awesome. Woodstock's awesome. Spike. Right? I mean, Charlie Brown Christmas is amazing. Oh, yeah. Still watch it. Yeah. So there were... Was that the train? That was the train. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I haven't been at your house in 
weeks, but I can still spot that I can still hear the train horn. That's that's it's like Pavlovian response. I've, I've got a good microphone. You do. Okay. Uh, so so you have the Tom top Hobbs, three. Fireside. Great. Okay. Then I'm I'm. I'm already happy with how this went just because I was able to name the top three in my first three guesses. Yeah. After this, it's going to be a little touch and go. So I'm, I'm marking down how many guesses I've done just to so that I can keep track. Okay. For better or for worse? Uh, that does not make the top 25. Really? Wow. Okay. I, I was also surprised to be honest, but I get it. It just... Uh, did did the the list have a breakdown of why it was... Was it a person's top 25, or was it based on, like... Because, I mean, as far as longevity, I feel like Peanuts would be number one, but as far as popularity, Calvin Hobbes is obviously number one. Well, this is... So, like, it's obviously written by a person. Mm-hmm. But it's this specific site's top 25 um and they do describe okay. why like they every entry uh, exactly like the the guys from list every entry has here's a description here's why it's funny here's why it's here all of that sort right. of stuff so like, i i get why they've picked everything that they have mm-hmm. so again why i felt okay about this list okay cool um and i mean i'm not gonna argue with that it just it's lists like this unless you have concrete like this is how many comics it sold or this is how many syndicates it, it was running and everything like that it's just it's a subjective list yeah, right it, but this is like i said if it's a subjective list that has this is your top three then i'm not going to be upset about it yeah and that's, that's okay exactly so that was, I was four at. guesses okay cool that's fine by me four guesses um garfield garfield is number 21 Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh, and f- so and Garfield minus Garfield does not make the list because it's technically not a it. Sunday comic. <laughs> I don't know if any we've talked about it before, but Garfield minus Garfield is literally just that. It is Garfield comics where Garfield has been airbrushed out, and so it's just John Arbuckle talking to himself and just the crazy hijinks that he gets up to on his own without Garfield being there, and it's amazing. There's also one where they've just taken all of Garfield's words out, and it's so it's just John talking to a regular cat. I think it's like the Arbuckle That's Chronicles or something like that. Also pretty great. Yeah. Love John Arbuckle. <laughs> so here's my problem, is I've already wasted two of my guesses on one that doesn't exist and one that's in the in not even in the top 20 so yep. i have to i have to guess my i mean i don't think i'm gonna get it but i have to nail my last six seven guesses to make my top 10 yes. um wow okay dilbert surprisingly enough dilbert is 13 really yep damn it now for me on a personal list dilbert would be higher yeah, I agree. I think Dilbert's hilarious. I love Dilbert, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, again, like, and it's top thirteen, and some of the ones that are above still are really, really good. So it's just, I get it. 
And maybe when you think okay. Dilbert, you start thinking more of the books and the calendars than you think newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Whereas this was or more... Or the TV show. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this was yeah. more like, these were the best comic strips in newspapers. So, okay. I get it. I'm, I'm worried about this one, but I'm just trying to go through... Now I'm just trying to go through the, the annals of my brain and try and figure out what what comics I read as a kid and what comics have been around. Um, High and Lois. No. High and Lois does not make the list. Hmm, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, Are you the writer of High and Lois? Because you're making me laugh. (laughs) More Simpsons references. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is Rex Morgan on there? No. That's why I use that as an example. Okay. 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 Then I'm not counting that as a guess. No, that's fine. You're at seven? Okay, perfect. Or six? Yeah. Seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah, because I had you have five, five that are on two. the list and missed two. Yeah. yeah. So I have five more guesses. Yes, you do. Doonesbury. Doonesbury is number five. Nice. Okay. I'm actually writing the list down because I'm curious. <laughs> and I like to be able to keep track of perfect. it. Uh, okay. Doonesbury. What the hell is his name? Um, Dagwood. No. And Blondie. Nope. Or was it just called Blondie? I think it was just called Blondie. Might but have it's not on there. Blondie, but it's not on the list. Damn it. All right. I'm going to get really mad when you start reading off these comics, aren't you? Uh, aren't I? You might. Or Although maybe pretty- you don't know as many as I Think it you could do. be. I mean, well, and it also because I know that the the Calgary Herald had different comics than the Edmonton Journal did, right? Right. So, so it depends on where you are in the world where you get some of these. Yeah. But, uh, so I have three more guesses. Um, Bizarro. Um, no. Interesting. I love Bizarro. It was kind of like it kind of came out towards the end of the far side just and it was a one panel thing and I really liked it oh family circus Dave, do you want to take that back think about it does anyone actually like the family circus I'm just yeah I'm thinking okay yeah fair enough I'm thinking about like longevity again right so that fair but I can assure you it's not on this list because family circus is not fun that's fair okay that's that's a very good point huh so I have two more guesses. You have two more guesses. You are still missing four, six through 12, 14 through 20, and 22 through 25. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, God. I'm just trying to go through, like, the the different eras of comics and run through as, I, you know, as you would read. And there was always ones that I would save for last that I wouldn't necessarily – just because they were, they were some of the best ones. Foxtrot? Uh, no Foxtrot. Damn it. One more guess. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Get Fuzzy. Get Fuzzy is number 17. Okay. Well, at least my last guess was on there, was on the list. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Okay. 17. Wow, what the hell am I missing? Archie doesn't count, does it? No, Archie was Archie okay. was a like a serial book release, right? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. I just remember growing up and like when I would visit my my grandma, she would get the Sunday comics and Archie would be in the Sunday comics. But I think it was just something to to fill it. So yeah. I just wanted to double check. No, okay. they they did not count Archie. Okay. So I'm gonna go from the bottom up, from 25 and work our way up to number four. Correct. Okay. Cool. So number 25 is Beetle Bailey. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Number 24 is Hagar the Horrible. Ah, oh, son of a. We have an explicit bitch. rating. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remembered after. I was like, yeah, no, okay, I can go. Okay, so hang on. But Hagar. Uh, 24's Hagar. Hagar, oh, man. Oh, I should have remembered that one. Damn it. Uh, okay. Number 23 is Cul-de-Sac? Never heard of it. Uh, that is also one that I have never heard of. Okay. It's. It ran from 2004 to 2012. Hmm. Uh, darkly humorous look at the suburbs. All right. Through the perspective of a four-year-old girl. So, like, it sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, again, if this is based on popularity and and comedic, then it makes sense why that would be on over Family Circus. If we're yep. going, like, longevity, then I'm very surprised that For Better or For Worse didn't make it because that show, that thing ran forever. But Well, anyway. but it's not longevity. This is the best. Yeah, no, so that's, that's fair. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, 22 is B.C., Oh, man. I was a little surprised you missed that one, because that was in every Canadian. That was in every Canadian, and it was so good. I loved BC. Yeah. Is that the one? <laughs> uh, there's there's one, and I... The Wizard of Id, is that on there? Uh, no, it is not. Really? God damn it. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, 21 you got, because that was Garfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, Garfield. Uh, number yeah. 20 is Sherman's Lagoon. Okay, I... I remember that one, and I was trying to think of the name of it, but it wouldn't have come to me because I remember reading that comic. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, my mom has most of the books. Oh, okay. Like the collections of Sherman's Lagoon, so gotcha. I know Sherman real well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that one, like, I, like I said, I, I remember that one, but I would, I, I, I am familiar with that one, but wouldn't have been able to remember the title because I even thought I was like, "There's one that happens underwater," and what one is that? But I, I wouldn't have been able to remember sharks it, so. and stuff and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number okay. 19 is called Pluggers. Nope, never heard of it. I haven't either. That's why I'm not surprised you didn't get it. It seems like okay. it's a, it's like a single panel started in 1993. Okay. It's a, it's a strip that follows stuck-in-their-ways folks, celebrating being out of touch, basically. Okay, I gotcha. Interesting. Uh, number 18, which may throw you for a bit of a loop, is Dick Tracy. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Because that was definitely a Sunday comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since 1931 to 19... No, from 1931 to 2013 when this list came out. So... Good lord. If you're talking about longevity, uh, <laughs> better or worse, it's got nothing on Dick Tracy. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, 17, you got... It is the adventures of yeah. Get fuzzy. Fang. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I was really happy that it was on the list at all because I love me some Get yeah, Fuzzy. I'm so. a big fan as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would have remembered the name of this one, but it was definitely in our newspapers, and that's Mother Goose and Grim. No, don't remember that one. As soon as you see the yellow dog with the giant nose, you probably will remember it. Okay. Hmm. I don't know that one. 
Mother Goose and Grim, as in the Grim Reaper? Uh, G-R-I-M-M. Okay, that makes sense. Mother Goose and Grim. I am am positive, almost positive. I shouldn't say positive, positive, but I'm almost positive that as soon as you see it, you'll be like, oh, even if you didn't really read it as a kid, it's going to be one of those ones that you're like, I see that one all the time. Very recognizable. I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. Non sequitur is 15. Ah, damn it. Okay. That's another single panel one, right? Sure is. Yep. Yeah. Little uh, surprised you didn't get that one, to be honest. Well, because I was thinking Bizarro. Those are the two that kind of replaced the far side, were Bizarro and Non Sequitur. And yeah. That was. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 14 is Pearls Before Swine. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. And again, this is why I felt good about this list. It's based on your reaction to all of it so far. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah that's a good and one it's, too. It, it was a fairly new one. Like, I mean, it's been around for a while now, but Pearls Before Swine was a newer one. Again, yeah. I, I can I can picture the, the, the farm animals talking and everything like that. Like, I can picture the pig, but wouldn't have been able to remember the title because right. it's new enough that I just, it, it wasn't ingrained in my subconscious like some of the earlier ones were that's fair but yep. yeah pearls before swine is a great comic uh here's here's another one at 12 that i didn't know yeah which is because we got dilbert at 13 right on uh, 12 yep. is tom the dancing bug nope never heard of it yeah i haven't either um but if it's at number 12 on this list that must be it must be really good it's what it says is it's in a mix between absurd one-panel pieces like Farside and recurring character strips that make up most of the Sunday pages. So it revisits certain premises like God-Man, a superhero who is literally God-Man. Uh, okay. But he's a, he's a superhero in heaven. Oh. Yeah. Lucky Duck. Uh, it's a very liberal strip. So and it hmm. makes a lot of sweeping political statements and that sort of stuff. Okay, interesting. Uh, according to this description, again, I'd never heard sure. of it until I found this list. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Number eleven, zits. Ah, damn it. Ah, Which, damn it. Yeah. Ah, that one's a great one. Yes, it is. I love Zitz. Ah, that's the one with like it's the mom and the dad and the the kid, right? And, and he, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy and his he's got Pierce, who's his friend, who's in the band. Yeah, he's the he's the drummer. Yeah, that one's a really good one, and I'm really ah, ah that one. I'm a little bothered by the fact that I forgot that one. That one hurts a bit. That one hurts a bit. I'm scared yeah. for this top ten now. Uh well, number ten, like I was saying, is the one the newest one that I hadn't heard about, and that's called Leo. L-E-O? L-I-O. No, never heard of it. I Yeah, I've never... Out of Control Approach isn't just about... Just the main character that has a little bit of mad scientist thing going. It's like a cracking about death and monsters and annihilation of the world. It's a macabre kind of funny. Hmm, Interesting. The, The thing that's in the example, and I'll put this list up in the show notes, that way anyone can click on it and see their descriptions mm-hmm. and why they picked it, and they picked a panel. But it's a... Leo, I'm assuming, is the little kid who's kind of got an alfalfa haircut. Okay. He is... 
carrying a fish tank. It says new fish tank. And then the fish is just in a bowl on a thing. And then the next panel is literally the fish in a tank. Like a panzer. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Yeah. Is the Boondocks. Okay. Isn't there a TV show called The Boondocks? Based on this. Yep. Really? Yep. Huh. I had no idea that that was a that that was a TV uh, comic strip first. Oh yeah, it ran for ten years, ninety six okay. to two thousand six. Okay. Well, I'm not upset about missing that because I remember the TV show, but did not know it was based on the comic book. So or That's the comic fair. strip. Uh, number okay. eight is Pogo. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. The weird, like, alligator-y dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that one's, that one's a little older. Like, I think it stopped being syndicated by the time I was old enough to really understand it. Oh, it stopped being published in 1975. Oh, okay. So it's that old, but also, like, because it, it ran when I was a kid, but it would have just been rewrites. Or they reruns, were rerunning them. Yeah. 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 So it just, by the time I was old enough to understand it, they had stopped even rerunning it. So uh, again, I'm, I should have gotten that one, but it would have been a, it would have really had to have stretched and yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's well, fair. that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Number seven, life in hell. Hmm. Matt Groening. That one. That's Matt oh, Groening's no. comics. Really? With the rabbits. Yeah. You know, there's that, like, that weird, you see the drawings of the, like, the guy that looks like a rabbit with an ear and all the rabbits and stuff? The, from sure. Matt Groening? That's this. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I'm, I'm sure I knew that he wrote that comic, but I just, I definitely wouldn't have guessed it. That's fair. Yeah. Speaking of probably well, not- never would have guessed it. Number six. Actually, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay about this top ten now. Looking at it, going okay. Yeah, Leo, I never heard of the Boondocks. Didn't know that was a thing. Life in Hell wouldn't have guessed it. Pogo is kind of unfortunate, but I'm not too upset about that. Okay, good. I'm yeah. feeling all right. Less ashamed I now. Th- I don't yeah. think you should be ashamed because a lot of the tops, like they deserve to be here. They're just like c- number six is Crazy Cat. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, like, are you thinking about a comic strip that started in before the First World War and ended in World War Two? No. Probably not. No. But that is a really good comic mm-hmm. strip. Yeah, for sure. For that old school self ref and that had like self referential jokes before other things were doing them. Yeah. And yeah, not so, again, not so upset about missing that one because it. I've read it, but don't have any real strong attachment to it so it wasn't one that was in the deep like I'm more upset about missing Zitz and Hagar the Horrible than I am about missing Crazy Cat yeah, yeah. exactly now number four mm-hmm. is Bloom County slash Outland slash Opus Opus ah that is one that I feel like you maybe should feel bad about. Yeah, I should have gotten that one. Because it's Opus, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just... Opus comic. If I... Yeah. Yeah, that weird or bird duck looking thing. Yeah, slash Bloom County slash Outland. Because it went under different names when it had different runs. Because it ran 80 to 89. Okay. As... Bloom County, and then eighty nine to ninety five, 
as I think that was when it was Outland, right? And then it became Opus, just called Opus, yeah, two thousand three. So, yeah, no. As soon as you said it, and then I was like, "That's the one with the weird duck bird looking thing," and it's just like, ah, oh, I probably should have remembered that. Yeah, he's kind of a penguin, but with the wrong face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's a that's a pretty good list. I felt that that was solid. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good ones and I mean like we did get a chance to kind of talk about them as they came along. So this is I feel validated by this, but like Hagar the Horrible was a great comic. I really yeah, enjoyed reading that one. Yeah. Yeah, and so that one should have been one that I and I don't even the guesses that I for the most part the ones that I guess I'm not upset about having guessed them like I, no, again not at all. for better or for worse it's not the the most uproarious comic but it was about real life right and so yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm not I'm not upset about having guessed that one even though it wasn't on the list and like I'm glad that Get Fuzzy was on there cuz my top 3 when I was growing up Calvin and Hobbes obviously because you and I are both massive Calvin and Hobbes fans and, and let's just put it out there because we're trying not to do a two and a half hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody wants us just to sit and talk about Calvin and Hobbes, because I think, have we? I can't remember. I feel like we have at one point, but it's been a long time if we have. And the last time it was mentioned, you weren't even here. No, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Because Jeremy and I yeah. did that Calvin and Hobbes pot or the video game idea. Yeah. When for I, Calvin and Hobbes. When I saw that and I was listening to I actually, did I tweet you or did I text you? I can't remember. I think uh, you texted me. I, I can't remember. No, I think because I wanted to tweet both of you. I think I might. Anyway, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I think you might have done both. Yeah, actually. it could very well be. But I was so upset when I was I was driving it driving back to Lethbridge and I was listening to that podcast. I tend to, I'll listen to them in general, but I tend to listen to the ones where I didn't record them because then I can actually have a conversation with, or then I can actually hear what your conversation was. But man, I was just so like, how did I miss that one? How did I miss (laughs) that frigging conversation? And it would have been amazing to have a Calvin Hobbes uh, video game. Well, what I, what I was leading towards is that I think it's been long enough or whatever. If somebody wants us just to do a Calvin and Hobbes podcast, mm-hmm. I think Dave would be a hundred percent in for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely would do that. Uh, I'm just looking to see if I can find it. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Calvin and Hobbes would be my number one, and then the then I would say like Get Fuzzy was my number two because I really enjoyed the interaction between Bucky and Satchel. And Rob was great too, right. but those two were were kind of the best. And then I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure you mean Fang, right? Wasn't Bucky? I don't know when Bucky. Bucky is his name. No, wasn't it, it? you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, but he tried to get everyone to call him Fang. Oh, sorry. Fang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is true. Right. Yeah. So he. Yeah, Fang. Yeah, because he had that one Fang. Anyway, yeah. So that would be. And then, like I said, Foxtrot was my number three. I really enjoyed reading Foxtrot when I was growing up. So though okay. yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I guessed that one. But it was just comics are so like this list. It's so subjective. What you find funny and the the age you are when you read them. Because like yeah, I remember Doonesbury. Doonesbury wasn't funny to me because I didn't get it. But I remember how popular it was, and it was popular, so it stayed around forever. I think if I was to read Doonesbury now, I'd probably appreciate it a lot more than I did. 
20 years ago. Oh, probably. Right? Like, when I was younger, I loved Garfield. But now it's just like, okay, every panel, like, I get it. Yeah. He hates Mondays and he loves lasagna. But when I was four, oh, man, Garfield. Exactly. Yeah, and it's the same. Like, Peanuts, I still, I, I don't love Peanuts, but I appreciate it. I... I, I get why it's number three on the list, and it's, you know, it's it, when you're growing up, Peanuts is great, but Opus is better when you're an adult. Yep, much. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it, it's an interesting list, but I mean, and again, the older I got, the more I appreciated Dilbert. I was surprised to see Dilbert not in the top ten. I think as far as the rest of this list, that one deserved to be in the top ten. I can't, I can't comment on Leo or the Boondocks, really, or Life in Hell, but... I feel like it, at 13, well, it's not bad, but Dilbert is so popular. I love Dilbert, and it gets funnier as you get older. I think Dilbert would probably be my number three. Would it? Yeah, behind Calvin and Hobbes 1 and Farside 2. Oh, yeah, Farside would be up there, too. Farside would, like, yeah, so Calvin and Hobbes, Farside, Peanuts, or sorry, Calvin and Hobbes, Farside, uh, Get Fuzzy... Dilbert would be probably oh and uh, Foxtrot would be my probably my top five not in that order okay but yeah if I had to pick a an off the cuff top five they would that would that would be a very preliminary top five and I would have to go through the other ones and figure out but yeah um, Calvin and Hobbes Farside Dilbert oh probably Zitz yeah at four. And then get fuzzy. Yeah, I think I, I forgot. Hagar the horrible Lur- and BC, <laughs> BC especially. BC Lurkin is just so behind. good. Yeah, I was disappointed to it. Like I'm more upset about having missed Hagar and BC than anything in that top five or in that top ten, <laughs> except maybe Opus. But that's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a little surprised you didn't. Like I said, that you didn't get Bloom County. Yeah. Slash Opus. Yeah, but but BC man, that one was that was really good. BC and that's because it was very similar uh, uh, cartooning to to the Wizard of Ed, and I really like the Wizard of Ed too. But BC was yeah. better. BC was a better comic, and I'm really disappointed to have have forgotten that one. But yeah, um, I th- I think that at my parents' house, I there still might be some Hagar the Horrible books. Oh really? Like collection books? Yeah. Amazing. I loved Hagar. Yeah, it it's was so It's not political good. like a lot of these are or or grounded in satire. Yeah. But it, as far as just a straight up broad joke comedy. Totally. It's it's real good. Yeah, it's really good. Calvin Hobbes, Get Fuzzy, Farside, then... Probably Foxtrot than Dilbert. That would probably be my top five because I, I omitted Farside, but I it's definitely in the top three. Come on, man, it's like, Farside, right? Farside yeah, is the best. Be. Yeah, other than Calvin and Hobbs. other I, than Calvin Hobbs. It's kind of like having As, the guitarist discussion that we're going to have at some point soon because we've been asked. Mm-hmm. But it, whenever I'm talking about car, cartoons like this, I always just put Calvin and Hobbs aside. Where it's just like, okay, Calvin and Hobbes is number one, but let's have a discussion about the rest. Because totally. Calvin and Hobbes is by themselves on a pet. It's like, so guitarist-wise, when we do that, because yeah. we're going to, it's mm-hmm. not even a spoiler, because I do this every time we talk about music, but Jimi Hendrix is going to be number one, and I'm not going to think about anything else, for me at least. Just be like, okay, right. Hendrix won, now let's talk about mm-hmm. the rest. Because Hendrix. Right. Yeah, like Calvin and Hobbes is the Beatles of of comics. It's the, the, the Mount Olympus. Like, it is the the penultimate comic right so 
It was funny. We could when have I was a conversation. Six. It was funny when I was sixteen, and it was funny when I was twenty-six, and I'm sure it'll be funny when I'm thirty-six. Like it's and forty-six and fifty-six, and like I'll hate it when it I'm sixty-six, timeless. but then sixty-seven, yeah. I'll come back. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but and that's exactly it. And and I would say, I mean, Calvin Hobbes has the best stories as far as a story-based comic book or comic strip. It's the best. Far Side because it doesn't have. It is without question the single solitary best one-panel cartoon out there oh yeah none of them so those are no and those are kind of the two like they're 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 the same but they're different and so i i I put them as equal but different if that makes any sense yeah sure. so anyway those are the two that i wouldn't talk about and everything else you can enter into the conversation but those are you know gary larson and bill watterson are the the two best cartoonists in my opinion because of what they came up with and just what they were able to do yeah that's i mean I have both. I have the complete Calvin Hobbes, and I'm pretty sure you could probably get the complete Far Side. And I feel like I should do that. It's too. uh, it's on my wish list. Is it? I'm yeah. eyeing it, and I'm just like, oh man, I just I need a really good check to justify. Yeah, because it is still a complete collection, hardcover like that. You're you're dropping mm-hmm. significant money. Certainly, so. and it's to me, it was worth it for Calvin and Hobbes. Not yet worth it for Far Side, and that's why I. Calvin and Hobbes is my number one because I was willing to spend the money for Calvin and Hobbes, not yet willing to spend the money for Farside. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, do we want to just call it there? And if anyone wants us to talk about something in particular like Calvin and Hobbes, we'll just get them to yeah. talk to us. This is a nice kind of umbrella comic conversation. I and if so. anybody wants us to really like filter it down to one or two comics, we can just, you guys can ask us to do that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Plus, this isn't a two-hour podcast, so that's sweet. Yeah. I guess that's it. You, Senor and Senora Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two Ns. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at the Guys From, or... Open a restaurant, especially one that serves real slices of bacon as part of your brunch. If it comes with waffles instead of me having to order them as a side, that's an added bonus. But when I come to eat at your restaurant, because you promised me lots of bacon, you can just come up to me and ask me your question. It's as easy as anything. And then I'll relay that to Sean, and we'll probably talk about it. Probably. Unless, I'd rather they wrote it to you in bacon, but whatever. Well, there's that option as well. And then I'll take a picture of it, text it to Sean, and then we'll definitely answer your question. Oh, yeah. If you write us a question in bacon that then one of us gets to eat the bacon. Yeah. That's like that's jumping to the top of the list. Yep. Yeah. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available essentially everywhere podcasts are found, but more of keep popping up and somebody's like, well, you're not on this one. I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't know it existed till today, but we'll be on it soon. So if you need to find us, we'll be there. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? (laughs) Apparently, To Kill a Mockingbird is soon to be departing Netflix. So I suggest you either watch it once, once more or watch it for the first time before they take it off. But just watch some sweet Gregory Peck act out the greatest character ever written. Sean? Greatest character ever written. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, he, he he was until the second book. Anyway. Well, in my opinion, he was. And then, whatever. Just 
go watch To Kill a Mockingbird. Hey, 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 Dave. What, yeah. What what scout dressed up as? <laughs> it all comes back around. She's dressed as a ham. <laughs> On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this Office Ham podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, South Park's probably coming, more gaming stuff, definitely. Thank you to everybody who checked out the Marvel Heroes Omega thing that has been destroying on traffic. I really appreciate it. And a whole bunch of other stuff, too. And where can we find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com Ah, yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, when was the last time you put maple syrup on something? You know why you should do it? Because Canada. Yeah, even if you don't live in Canada, do it because Canada. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Garden Music. That's a lot of music in one sentence. This has been episode 180 of the Guys From Podcast, All The Ham! Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but realizing that I think we talked about that ham like eight times, nine? Yeah, something like that. Sweet, sweet ham. I know what I'm cooking for supper. They join the army because they want to get the discount cards to buy ham gum, and then Fry's chewing it, but uh, it's all bones, so he's sad. But then when he's talking to Kissinger, Kissinger's like, your breath is as sweet as a summer ham. (laughs) Oh, man. What a gross concept. (laughs)